live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. It is hour two of the Sports Huddle on a Friday afternoon, a sun-splashed Friday afternoon. really does feel like summer, finally, here in the capital city, about 85, 86 degrees as we get you past the 5 o'clock hour. It's supposed to be a nice, warm, sunny weekend, so feel that summer breeze. It's upon us, and hopefully it stays around for a long while this summer. Summer love this time of year. For sure. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Bob Black with you here hosting remotely this afternoon. AJ's producing in our ESPN Richmond studio. We got you for one more hour before we get you into the weekend. And, yeah, I guess I'll mention this even though I take a little bit of heat for this. But I'm off again at the beginning of next week. Hey, it's vacation season, folks, especially when you do football and basketball all fall and all winter. you got to kind of make up for lost time. So it, it is vacation season. So I'm out Monday and Tuesday of this coming week back wednesday thursday and friday and then out for another week and then that's it after that uh, you're stuck with me pretty much the rest of the summer so let's get it all in here in the five o'clock hour this afternoon because we will not uh, reunite until wednesday of next week 804-327-0888 that's our on-air line it's also our text line 327-0888 all right let me start the second hour of the sports auto with some baseball but before you roll your eyes and groan and here goes black again well now wait a minute see that i knew you were doing it i For knew you seek, i was looking at baseball stuff as you said that ah but i'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here my friend aj but i'm, I'm not talking major league baseball right now Believe me, I'm not. Not the way my team is going. I put Major League Baseball on the back burner, at least until they play the Nationals tonight at 7 o'clock, and I'm going to see them play on Sunday up in D.C. anyway. But that aside, I want to start talking some college baseball because the NCAA College Baseball Tournament got underway today, and it's been a resounding success at least on day one to this point, not only for the Virginia Cavaliers but for the ACC. Uh, they are perfect so far this afternoon. And you might say, well, you expect them to be perfect in that first game because in most cases the ACC, which is a stronghold of college baseball, is going to be the top-ranked team in each region, at least one or two in each region, and they probably should win the opening game. But you still got to go out and do it. And so far, that's what's happened this afternoon. The ACC has eight teams in the NCAA tournament, 64-team field. Uh, Virginia was as convincing as anybody today. The Cavaliers scored six in the first, four in the second against Army, and never looked back in that one. Uh, Brian Edgington, who started that game, went five perfect innings, and Brian O'Connor took him out after five. He only threw 50-some pitches, so theoretically, if they get into a situation Sunday where they need him, for an inning or two to try and finish off a game and win that regional, he could probably come back. So that's why they took him out after five, even though he was perfect. And Virginia rolled, won 15-1, to 18 hits, played a lot of guys, couldn't have asked for a better start to the tournament than what Virginia, which came in as the number 7 overall seed, got. And they certainly looked every bit that today with a 15-1 to win over Army, gave up only two hits 
in that game. And then the other ACC teams that played this afternoon uh, also upheld their end of the bargain. Duke knocked off UNC Wilmington. They also wound up in a laugher with a 12-3 victory over the Seahawks. That's down in the Coastal Carolina Regional, down in Conway, uh, South Carolina, and they are likely to get Coastal in the next game. Duke is. uh, Coastal is playing Ryder tonight. The other game in the Charlottesville Regional is Oklahoma and East Carolina. That could be a really good game. East Carolina could be really good. They could be a dark horse in this thing. So that one's tonight in Charlottesville. So there's two ACC wins already today. Clemson had a little bit of trouble with Lipscomb through the first six or seven innings, but finally pulled away at the end because the Tigers, Clemson's number four overall seed in the tournament, and they wound up winning that game over Lipscomb 12-5 to on their home field. And then NC State also struggled a little bit with a really good Campbell team. A lot of people thought Campbell should have been a host school for the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, instead, they got shipped off to Columbia, South Carolina, and they lost today to NC State by a count of 5-1. to one. Uh, Boston College is struggling this afternoon. They're actually in a rain delay uh, down in Tallahassee. They are 3-3 three, three, uh, this afternoon against Troy. And that game looks like it's in a rain delay in Tuscaloosa. Beg your pardon. They're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama uh, for that game. So they, they've they got a struggle on their hands there. And then later, you got the number one overall seed, Wake Forest, hosting George Mason, the only other team from the Commonwealth in the tournament. I'm really disappointed by that. Obviously, you know my passion and love of baseball. And I love college baseball. And there's really nothing more fun than going to those regionals. And if you're good enough to a super regional, you know, it's at least double elimination. So you know you're there at least a couple of days the weather is likely to be warm you're out there in you know short sleeve shirt and shorts and just having a good old time uh college baseball ncaa college baseball time it's great anyway wake forest is the number one seed winston-salmon they've got george mason which won the atlantic 10 tournament here in town at the diamond miami is hosting its regional as well down in Coral Gables. They get Maine tonight at uh, 7.30. Miami is the number nine overall seed. And then who am I missing here? I guess uh, North Carolina would be the other team that still has to play, the other ACC team that would still be in action um, coming up tonight. So that's all eight of the uh, ACC teams, and as I said, really good start. Carolina's got Iowa uh, tonight at uh, Terry Hout, Indiana, at Indiana State hosting that regional. So Carolina and Iowa is the 7 o'clock game on the ACC Network. So a really good start for the ACC in the uh, NCAA baseball tournament. So that's my baseball talk to get us started this afternoon. Not to say that I wouldn't talk Major League Baseball as well, because I certainly would. And we've got baseball on these airwaves tonight, so that allows me to talk Major League Baseball as the home of the Braves here in the capital city. Really good series, sneaky good series this weekend. Braves out in Arizona in Phoenix against the Diamondbacks, who have been one of the pleasant surprises, I would say, to this point in Major League Baseball. Uh, Charlie Morton will be on the mound tonight for Atlanta. Merrill Kelly will pitch for Arizona, that's a 9.40 start, so 9.25 is our airtime this evening here on 106.1 ESPN for the Braves and the Diamondbacks. That's one good series this weekend. Yankees and Dodgers 
is another really good series this weekend in L.A. Talk about being steeped in tradition and history when you get the Yankees and the Dodgers coming together. That's a really good interleague series. I've been critical over the years about some of these meaningless interleague series that we don't need if they ever wanted to reduce the major league baseball schedule they could do away with some of these nondescript interleague series like we got rockies and royals tonight like why who who really cares about that as an interleague series but you've got some others that are really good and yankees dodgers would certainly be right up there as as one of them blue jays and mets that's that's another really good one that justin verlander uh is pitching tonight for the Mets, so that, that's another good one. But Yankees-Dodgers, and that's the Sunday night game also, by the way. So we'll have that one here on 1061 ESPN as as well. Um, I believe we will because we'll have the NBA playoff on Sunday. I take that back. We'll have the Braves game on Sunday afternoon and the NBA final game too uh, Sunday evening. But the TV Sunday night game is Yankees and Dodgers. That's that's another uh, really good one. Let me check real quick, and then we'll get to uh, – We'll get moving on and get to our guests coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But let me just take a quick look here. Nats obviously at home against the Phillies. Josiah Gray is pitching for Washington tonight. Uh, Zach Wheeler for uh, Philadelphia. And let's just see what the Orioles have this evening. They are in San Francisco. That's an okay series, okay interleague series, right? Orioles and Giants tonight out there at Oracle Park in san francisco all right let's stay right on time because we got some more baseball talk coming up of the college variety let's tell you about that and what else we have straight ahead on the friday sports huddle these are this afternoon's top sports stories i'm sure he'll be fascinated by all the uh, stories you have to tell this is today's drive home headlines Drive Home Headlines brought to you by James River Air. If you're not confident in your heating and cooling provider, switch to James River Air. You can save up to 30%. Details available for you online at jamesriverair.com. Mentioned that Virginia with a convincing win, 15-1 to today over Army in the first game of the regional in Charlottesville. Mike Barber is covering that for the Richmond Times-Dispatch and the Charlottesville Daily Progress. For that matter, he has wrapped up his game story, probably had most of it written about three innings into that game when Virginia had a 10 nothing lead at the end of two. So Mike's going to spend a little bit of time with us at 5.15, tell us about what he saw today and what he'd expect to see from the Cavaliers tomorrow and moving forward in the the NCAA tournament. This is a really good Virginia team, and as we have talked about before, really good offensively, and then they got great pitching today as well. So this could be one of Brian O'Connor's better teams coming out of the Virginia Cavaliers in Charlottesville this weekend, and obviously their hope is if they can get through this weekend, they would be back home next weekend for the Super Regional against the winner of that Conway, South Carolina regional. That's the one with Coastal Carolina and Duke in it. So a lot to talk about with Mike Barber. He's going to join us right after the break for a few minutes. We'll talk some NCAA college baseball tournament with him. Let's stay right on schedule. We'll get the break in here. And Mike Barber from the Times-Dispatch joins us next on the Sports Huddle. Interleague rivals go head-to-head at Dodger Stadium. Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees continue a West Coast trip in Los Angeles, where they'll face Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers. Coverage begins tomorrow at 6.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on your smart speaker.
One of the really great sporting events, college sporting events of the year, is now underway, at least I think so. And that's the NCAA College Baseball Tournament, which opened in emphatic fashion for the Virginia Cavaliers this afternoon in Charlottesville, knocking off Army 15-1. to They will get the winner of tonight's game between Oklahoma and East Carolina in Game 2 tomorrow let's dissect all of that we welcome mike barber from the richmond times dispatch to the program this afternoon he witnessed the cavaliers victory over the um army knights in uh, charlottesville this afternoon record crowd in fact at disharoon park 5487 uh, watched virginia today that was a high noon game and they had over 5400 people uh, for that virginia cruising to its 46th win of the season and as i said earlier uh 15 to 1 game was over really by about the third inning virginia scored six in the first and four more on the second led by 10 after the first two innings and mike barber was able to write most of his game story probably well before we ever got to the seventh inning stretch of that game 15 to 1 cavaliers over army mike thanks for spending a little bit of time with us this afternoon how are you Excellent. Yeah, I, I was able to go home in the fourth inning, so yes, that exactly. was very you know. <laughs> Absolutely. That was uh, a sports writer's dream on that one. I, I got it. Uh, not only a sports writer's dream, Mike, I'm sure Brian O'Connor dream as well. This couldn't have played out any better. I mean, obviously expect Virginia to win this game, but to do it as they did, uh, to get a lot of guys in the game, not to have to throw a lot of pitchers. I mean, how good a start was this for the Cavaliers? Yeah, Bob, you nailed it. In fact, Army's coach kind of sitting in the other dugout. He had the exact opposite point of view. He said it was a nightmare, right? It was the start you you dread. You don't want to see. Uh, but for Virginia, it was perfect. Um, you mentioned, you know, they got five great innings from Brian Edgington, and then they took him out after only 56 pitches because Brian O'Connor wanted to get some young arms, the experience on the regional stage, um, particularly Jack O'Connor. He said, look, we're not going to advance in this tournament without these guys. So let's get them their feet wet here with a big lead, where it's comfortable. So from the way the starting pitching, the way the bullpen, uh, the way the lineup was swinging, you know, the pitcher that Army threw, the kid that threw five scoreless innings against a really good Arkansas team. So Brian O'Connor said he kind of went into this a little bit wary of, you know, what's my lineup going to do? How are they going to react to not just the pressure of being in a regional but the pressure of facing a pitcher who, when he's on, is pretty darn good. Uh, and I think he liked the answers he got. Yeah, no doubt. Could Edgington actually come back, Mike? I mean, he only threw 56 <laughs> pitches. Could, you know, Sunday afternoon, you know, late in the game, could he actually come back on Sunday? Bob, I asked him that. I said, were you surprised to get pulled out when you're throwing a perfect game and was part of the reason so that you could come back and throw either Sunday or, or maybe Monday if this mm-hmm. thing went an extra day. Um, he said he'll do whatever's asked of him. He feels great. Uh, but as far as the philosophy, it, it had more to do with getting those other arms in. But Brian Edgington told me, yeah, if they want to hand him the ball again on Sunday or Monday, he'd be happy to take it. Yeah, I think that could absolutely happen if they're if they're in that situation. Mike, so much talk this year about how good this Virginia offense has been, and they really put it on display today, right? I mean, with 18 hits this afternoon. Yeah, and just early on. And to be fair, Army's starting pitcher, he was leaving balls up in the zone. But again, I thought Army's coach summed it up nicely. He said, yeah, we were missing high, and they weren't missing at all. And I mean, just even balls that were outs were hard hit. Right from the start, 
Um, you could just tell that this lineup was locked in. Brian O'Connor said that in, in the 20 years he's been coaching UVA baseball, that this is the most locked in and the best approach he's had his lineup take against a starter to open the regional. I mean, you're facing a guy you probably don't know well, probably haven't seen before. You've got all the pressure. You've got a huge crowd. They, they had a record-setting crowd today, the biggest crowd they've drawn at that stadium for a postseason game in program history. Uh, and this lineup really responded. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. It just seems like there's a buzz. There's a feel in Charlottesville. They've gotten a regional back at home for the first time in a while. And I'm sure, that, you know, not that they needed it today, but the 10th man out there kind of helped them this afternoon. Oh, I think it helped them particularly with what we've been talking about, the big start, right? Mm-hmm. If your Army and a couple things don't go your way early, okay, no big deal. If the stands are empty, you kind of get yourself back into it. But here you are in front of this, crowd of almost 6,000 people that is really into it. They're whipped into a frenzy. And now here comes Virginia, and they've got a couple runs and a couple more and a home run. And, and all of a sudden, it's it's like you know their coach said, the nightmare scenario for them. Um, I think the crowd was great. And Brian O'Connor said, because it's up to the, the host school, right, when you're going to play. And Brian O'Connor chose to play the early game. Most coaches, they elect for the night game to get a bigger crowd. And Oak said, hey, I knew our fans were going to show up. I know it's noon on a Friday, but I knew our fans were going to show up. And I don't know if he knew it was going to be the record crowd, the biggest they've ever hosted there, uh, but they certainly did show up. Well, that's turning out to be a, a brilliant move. But to be honest with you, Mike, if I was the coach, I'd play early, too. I'd, I'd want that rest. I would hope my crowd gets there. And, and it works works out perfectly for them now because Oklahoma and East Carolina will go at 7 o'clock tonight. Who knows how late that will go. And I would think the Pirates are, are a favorite in that game. They won, what, like 45 games this season. And I think those of us in this area would love to see a regional matchup between East Carolina and Virginia. Bob, I can tell you, driving out of the stadium today, uh, East Carolina fans are here in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were tailgating early. So I think the atmosphere for a, a UVA East Carolina game would really be off the charts. Oklahoma's got great pedigree. Uh, obviously, what they did last season, that would be a great matchup. So uh, whatever it is, I, I think we're in for, you know, you, you hit on it. This is one of the best sporting events on the calendar. And I think this regional in particular, it's just a really good one, a lot of storylines. And I think it's going to be a lot of good baseball. Uh, good baseball so far for the ACC, right? I mean, I know maybe we expect them to win on day one because in most cases the ACC team is going to be favorite, but 4-0 and so far, if my numbers are right. Boston College in a little bit of trouble maybe against Troy. That game's 3-3. looks like they're in a rain delay in Tuscaloosa. you got three more to go tonight, but perfect start so far today for the ACC, Mike. Yeah, I think the ACC is really strong. I think people thought that going in. I think people thought that going into the seating announcement going into the bracket, and I think as you look at the draws, I think there are some teams in the ACC uh, that maybe are, are underseated even. And, yeah, I think it's going to be a real strong uh, showing here for the conference. Obviously, we know Wake Forest and what they're capable of. I don't know that Virginia is that far behind them. What time is Virginia's game tomorrow, Mike? That'll be the night game. That'll be the 6 o'clock. Okay. Uh, so that's when they, they pair up the winners. Uh, so it, it should be a good one. Like I said, it should be a good crowd on hand, and uh, it's going to be a good weekend here. All right, Mike, I'm not going to keep you long because I know where you're going to be in about an hour or so. you got dinner reservations with the wife. Happy anniversary. Thank you for doing this. Thank her for allowing you to do this on your anniversary. Now, thank you. 
<laughs> thank you, thank her, and thank Brian O'Connor for taking that noon game because yep. that made this all possible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. You're right. You're right. That's why he did it. It had nothing to do with crowd or rest, everything to do with your, with your dinner reservation. Do you know where you're going to be it exactly? Is. Three months from today, do you know exactly where you're going to be? Are we already at kickoff at that point? We are. 12 noon oh. on Saturday, September 2nd. That's three months from June 2nd against Tennessee and Nashville. Those times now on that schedule, Mike, for those first four games or so kind of make it real, don't they, for college football? It really does. And, and looking at the hotel prices in Nashville last <laughs> night, uh, that also that also <laughs> drove it home. But that's going to be a great one. That's a great city. That's going to be a great atmosphere. And, uh, we're not there yet. Let's not wish our summer away, but uh, but I am looking forward to that one. Yeah, absolutely. All right, go enjoy your dinner. Happy anniversary. Thank you for filling us in on today's game, and uh, we'll try to catch up with you as Virginia moves along. Please do. Thanks for having me. There you go. Mike Barber from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. You can also read his story in the Charlottesville Daily Progress, as well as he covers the Virginia Cavaliers through the NCAA baseball tournament. And, yeah, he had tweeted that out earlier today, that what better place to be on his anniversary than Disharoon Park in Charlottesville watching college baseball. But as he said, with a noon game, it fits perfectly into his evening plans as well. And, yeah, three months from today, I mentioned Richmond opens three months from today at home against Morgan State at 6 o'clock. Virginia three months from today, Saturday, September 2nd, at high noon against Tennessee, not in Knoxville, but in Nashville. Now, don't call that a neutral site game by any stretch of the imagination, um, but it is not at Tennessee's campus stadium, not in Knoxville. It's in Nashville, Saturday, September 2nd. All right, half hour to go with the Sports Huddle on a Friday afternoon. Looking forward to getting into the weekend. We'll wrap it up for you with the next half hour worth of sports talk. We'll start that off after a break on 1061 ESPN. But the takes you need to hear with plenty of honesty. But can we be completely honest? If these coaches want to leave and go higher up, they've got to be good in the place they're currently at. He can't be bad. And just a bit of optimism. Usually I'm not very optimistic in anything. Matt Josephs is live weekday afternoons 3 to 4 with Border to Border on 1061 ESPN Richmond. 43 TVs. She said that don't confront me. As long as I get my money next Friday. Now next Friday I come I didn't get the rent. And out the door I went. And a little barbecue on the side. Got to add that in there, AJ. A little barbecue on the side when the uh, Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival comes to the Capital City area July 29th. I also like the beginning part about that because I am out the door as soon as Friday 6 o'clock hits. More like 5.55, not that anybody's counting. Oh, I and picked then... the specific part in that song. <laughs> that wasn't the beginning of it. There was a method to your madness. I knew there was. Oh, that's too bad, you working people. Ha! No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love my job. I love doing this, uh, especially today. This has really been a fun day. Remember yesterday I came in there in such a surly bad mood because the Phillies had dropped their third straight to your Mets? Well, that's that's in the distant past now. I've forgotten all of that. We remember. Yeah, you too. I still do. I do. My a buddy of mine who's a big Braves fan just texted me. He's like, couldn't you even beat the Mets once? 
to help us out? Well, first of all, I have no interest in helping you out and helping out the Braves. They don't need much help, although they did lose two out of three to the lowly athletics. But it's more about getting the Phillies back on track than anything. And then getting to Friday at 5.55 and then the Beer, Bourbon, and Barbecue Festival. We're going to be talking about that for the next two months, aren't we, until it happens on uh, on July 29th. Anyway, uh, and yeah, I'll be up to see uh, the, the Phils and the Nats on Sunday and then heading to Philly. Going to get to see them at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, got some folks going up tonight that are going to see the Phils and the Nats from the area here, so uh, that'll be fun for them. Hopefully uh, I-95 is not the parking lot that it that it normally normally is, especially on a Friday afternoon in the summertime. Ouch, that could that could be a little tough. All right, five thirty-five on the uh, on the sports side. One, I'm gonna make one other comment on the Phillies. I know we're not WIP in Philadelphia, but I do follow them on Twitter. And one of their one of their sports hosts, and this is why Philly media gets a bad rap, let alone the Philly fans. But you know, Trey Turner's been awful. Trey Turner has been absolutely terrible. He's flailing away and missing pitches out of the strike zone. He's hitting lazy pop-ups. He's not playing particularly great defense at all. And we're 60 games into the season. And this sports talk show host in Philly, if I had a magic wand and could undo his contract, I would do it. Come on, man. Can we give him a little more of a chance than that? I know he's been terrible. But look at his history. Look at what he's done. As recently as spring training in the World Baseball Classic, and he was a star there. And Okay, he's gotten off to a rough start in Philly, but you know what? He's not alone right now in Philadelphia. Kyle Schwarber's been awful. Um, you know, they, they're without Reese Hoskins, who's hurt. Alec Baum is hurt now as well. JT Real Muto's not swinging the bat great either. It's not just Trey Turner. When they gave him that contract, when they signed him, everybody was like jumping up and down and happy and high-fiving, and this is the greatest thing ever. They got the best shortstop in baseball. Well, let's give it more than two months, shall we? That's why Philly guys get a bad rep, and I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not giving up on Trey Turner yet. I did see the Phillies lineup tonight against the Nationals. They did drop him down to five, to fifth in the lineup instead of second. So maybe that will help them a little bit. I don't know. But anyway, that that's just me. I'm just on Twitter. I'm like, come on. Are you just trying to get a bigger audience there or what? Uh, we, we, we want Trey Turner in Philly. I'm telling you that right now. You got to give him a better shot than that. I don't remember. I know Bryce Harper when he first came to Philly. I know he didn't get off to that bad a start. Uh, but there have been guys that have not gotten off to good starts when they sign big contracts in a lot of different cities. And it just, for whatever reason, seems to be contagious in Philadelphia right now. None of their stars are getting it done. Uh, and that's, that's, you know, they've been one of the surprise teams this year for a bad reason. Um, I think there are a lot of people who didn't think they could repeat what they did last year, but that it wouldn't quite be, you know, this bad. So they are certainly um, a surprise team in the major leagues on the on the negative side of things. They might be the most surprising, disappointing team. Maybe the Cardinals would be in that category, and San Diego, I guess, would be in that category as well. The Padres are like four games under five hundred with that, you know, star-studded lineup that they've got, and then, you know, why not? I'll talk about a couple of the pleasant surprises. Arizona mentioned that they're playing the Braves this weekend. That that team is certainly a pleasant surprise. They'll come into that series on a five-game winning streak. They're tied with the Dodgers. Everybody thinks the Dodgers 
are like the greatest team going, and they both have the same record. Arizona and L.A. are both 34-23 and 23 at this point. So I would say Arizona is one of the pleasant surprises. Pittsburgh has been a pleasant surprise, although they've really cooled off. They got off that great start. But they're still a game over 500 for the Pittsburgh Pirates in June to be a game over 500 and only a half game out of first place and a wild card team right now. Hey, they, those two teams, Arizona and Pittsburgh in the National League, are certainly the surprise teams. And if you want a, a silver lining for the usual negative Philly fan base, even as bad as the Phillies have been, six games under five hundred, they're only three and a half out of the wild card. And that's where they made their mark last year. They got to the wild card, and then they did the damage after that. So anyway, in the National League, I'd say Arizona and Pittsburgh are the two pleasant surprises. Philadelphia and San Diego are the two negative surprises in the American League. I think you've got to say Tampa Bay is a surprise only because they are 40 and 18. I mean, everybody knew they'd be good. I'm not so sure we knew that. What did they start out, 13 and 0? Is that what it was, I think? 40 and 18, uh, that's a surprise. I don't think anybody expected anybody to do that. Expected the Orioles to be good, maybe not even this good. Although they've, they've tempered a little bit here. Of late, this is a tough stretch they're in right now, and they're on the West Coast at San Francisco. But they're 14 games over 500. It would be hard to say anybody's a disappointment in the American League East. I know Boston's in last place, but even they're two games over 500. That's just a, a really tough um, division. I think Detroit has been a, a, a moderate, pleasant surprise. They're still a couple games under 500, but they're only two and a half games out of first place in the Central. And then Texas. Uh, certainly got to give them kudos. They're 15 over 500. Man, can they hit the ball? They have scored 346 runs. The tech. This is a a somewhat meaningless stat in baseball. Um, this this run differential. Because if you win every game two to one, you're going to be successful. And you lose every once in a while ten to nothing. Who cares? But Texas has a run differential of plus 131. They have scored 346 runs this season. Only Tampa Bay even comes close to them at 340. So Texas would be in that category as uh, being a pleasant surprise in baseball as well. All right, three, four, uh, 540 on the sports auto. I think we're going to get back to association talk. I don't know. Maybe Bruce will surprise us this afternoon as he helps us get to the weekend on the Friday afternoon sports auto. Hello, Bruce. Good afternoon. Hey, Bob, it's after five, so it's good evening. It is Mr. good evening. Black. But it's still yes, a sun yes, splashed yes. Friday evening. Hey, Bob, where I'm sitting at, man, it is drenched. It is literally, <laughs> I, I mean, it is just sun drenched, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, you, this is our time of the year. Yes, it I'm is. I'm a huge, yeah, I'm a huge, and I, I sort of get sad. After June 21st, when the solar, summer solar hits, I get sad, so to speak, because I know it's down here from there. I was just but, thinking Bob. that yesterday, Bruce. It's so funny you said that because I thought about that yesterday, and I got a little depressed as well. I'm like, we're only three weeks away from the sun starting to set sooner. What the heck is going on here? Slow it down. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, Bob. Can you help me with something real quick? I just wanted to get your take on this. Can you hear me, Bob? I'm listening, Bruce. Bring it okay. on. Uh, so, you, you, University of Richmond, are their first two games Tennessee and Michigan State this year? 
No, 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 you you misheard me or maybe I misspoke. I don't know. Virginia's first game is Tennessee in Nashville three months from today at noon, September 2nd. Richmond's second game of the year, September 9th, is 3.30 at Michigan State. Now, Virginia's second game, Virginia's second game is in Charlottesville against James Madison. That's a good one. It is. It 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 is. is. It really is. So, yeah, man. Uh, And then, I mean, college football, you know, I sort of even more so get a little bit sad because that's sort of the end of our summer season. But uh, (laughs) it's, it's, it's upon us in three months, as you stated. Yeah, let's not rush it. Let's not. People say that to me all the time, particularly fans, and I get it. They're excited for college football. They're like, oh, can't you wait for college football? I can't wait for college. I'm like, no, actually, I can wait for college football. I'll enjoy it when it gets here, but I want my summer to go as slowly as possible. You and I both. And, Bob, let me leave you with these two quick points. I remember Coach Dennis Smith of the Arizona Cardinals, or he may have been San Francisco 49ers, he made the comment, they are who we thought they were. They were. Dennis and Green. I would, Dennis I would, Green, right? Dennis, Dennis Green. Green. Yeah. Dennis Green, Coach Dennis Green. And I would I would reiterate that last night with Denver and, and Miami. You know, Denver, they are who we thought they were. Yep. So, yep. I yeah, agree. It, it, yeah, but – Bob, I will tell you, stranger, that's the reason we let the ball bounce. <laughs> it's because stranger things have occurred. My prediction would require Miami to win four out of the next five. And, mm-hmm. whoo, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, it is. They better get game two if that's going to happen. Yeah, man. And then last but not least, as a you, you, you never heard talk of my – Cincinnati Reds, and you talk about the how excited you are for your Phillies, and you heard people talk about, of course, the Dodgers and the Braves in Missouri and the Yankees. We very rarely heard people talk of the Cincinnati Reds, although they won a couple uh, here recently, but they just, you know, until we build our farm system up, it's going to be tough for us. I did not know you were a Cincinnati Reds fan, but right now I wouldn't call them in the conversation yet, although they've played better of late. You're right, and they're four under 500, but they just they just haven't been re- very relevant lately, have they? They have not. They have not. And, you know, I grew up, you know, watching the big red machine, but we are, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll get our time. I'm, I'm sure we have some young prospects, and we'll draft well. Uh, but my first love is actually baseball. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, of course, I'm a huge NBA hoops fan. But my first love, the first sport I fell in love with, was playing second base in baseball. Nice. I can see you turning that double play now, Bruce. <laughs> Babe Ruth League, man. Yeah, there you go. Bruce, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your vacation, Bob. All right, thanks. Yeah, just a mini vacation to go see a little baseball. Uh, I'm going to turn in the receipts. Why not? I'm going to come back and talk about those games, right? Of course I can.
<laughs> uh, Brewers, by the way, lead the Reds this afternoon. They're already underway in Cincinnati, two to one, top of the third. All right, I got to get this last break in, Reggie. Hang on. Uh, let's not let's not get crazy here. If you can hang on through the break, uh, do that, and I'll try and make you the exclamation point and the last voice that we hear before we go to the weekend. Let's get this last break in first. Sports Huddle, one zero six one ESPN. Nuggets continue to roll, winning game one at home. Can they make it two straight? Or will Jimmy Butler and the Heat bounce back to tie the series up at one? The Finals, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins Sunday at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Reggie heard Bruce just a couple of minutes ago, and he wasn't going to let Bruce get the last word. Even if Bruce is starting to waver a little bit about those Miami Heat, but Reggie still gets the last word on a Friday afternoon. What's up, young man? Once again, Bruce gives the KOD the kiss of death. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. I was looking for a trip to Las Vegas on Spirit Airlines. Courtesy of Big Al and the crew, and what happens? He picked the heat. I said, oh no, no, no! <laughs> Told my wife, baby, I'm gonna win us a trip to Las Vegas. We gonna roll. Then I had to come back and say, guess what Bruce did? What she picked? He, he I'm sorry, he picked uh, Miami. She said, I be. That's it. We're not going there. So thanks, Bruce. Well, I appreciate it, man. My wife's upset. Can't go to Vegas. Because now he picked, he even picked Miami in six. I know I'm done now. now I know I'm done. I know I'm done. <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> yeah. He didn't sound as confident I like about Shannon that. Shop and Skip <laughs> he didn't sound as confident about that Miami in six today. I can tell you that. He's like, oh, yeah, they're going to win four he, out of the next five. <laughs> yeah. Look, he got me feeling like Shannon Shop and he's. Bills. I'm like, really, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Out the door. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Bob, seriously, safe travels and your vacation. I hope all is well. And I'm very serious about you should be in the Richmond uh, Spider Hall of Fame. Uh, Yeah. Illustrious career. What, about 35, 36 years on the radio? Yeah. Who's counting there, Reggie? Who's counting? I may have hit the big 4 0 there, actually, but who's counting? (laughs) Yeah. No, no, nah, nah, but you deserve it. I, I, oh, I'm, I'm serious about that. I hope the powers will be a listener. And if you are inducted, I will be there to sit there and cheer you on, you and your family and everything, because you deserve it, Bob. Seriously. That, that would be an honor if that day ever came, and for you to be there would make it even even more of an honor. So hey, not why we hey, do this, I, but I'm I appreciate already, it. I'm claiming it, Bob. Hey, it's not if, it's when. I'm claiming it. You <laughs> will be in the Hall of Fame. Well, I second thanks. that. Oh, come on, people. Enough already. I, I like it better when you get on me for taking days off. That's more fun. I like that better. I second that, too. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm just giving you a break from me, AJ. That's all. Just giving you a little break. So it's a, it's a long summer ahead of us. Reggie, thank you. That's a great way to uh, go into the weekend, and we'll catch up uh, middle of next week or so, all right? And Sean will be back next Thursday, too, so you'll be able to catch okay, up. Okay, well, him. safe travels, my thanks. friend. Safe travels. All right, Reggie, thanks. Appreciate it.
Uh, yeah, hey, get out to the Greek Festival this weekend. That should be a blast. I'm going to give that a shot. Again, if you're out there tonight, look for me. I'll be wandering around. Got the Spider Baseball cap on. Would love to say hello to you out there. And then off Monday and Tuesday, going to go catch some baseball, some Major League Baseball. You got Virginia in the college baseball tournament in Charlottesville all weekend long as well. So you got a lot of good stuff in the area, and we'll be able to recap it all, plus the NBA Finals, which I guess will be through Game 3 probably by the time we get back next Wednesday, I think, or maybe next Wednesday will be Game 3, as a matter of fact. So anyway, we'll be able to recap uh, all of that when we get back next week. Of course, all of our other local programming will still be coming your way, including uh, Jamie King and the Sports King and Big Al with Sports Phone from 8 to 10 in the morning and Matt in the afternoon from uh, 3 until 6. And again, don't forget, uh, tomorrow we've got um, uh, actually doubleheader baseball tomorrow. We kind of uh, move things around a little bit so we can get the NBA uh, playoff game on a- as well. So tomorrow we got Braves and Diamondbacks, the late game at 10-10. ESPN has Yankees and Dodgers at 7-15 tomorrow. So you get a doubleheader baseball. And then Sunday you'll get the Braves game against the Diamondbacks, even though it's on the western side of the country. It's still an earlier game at 4-10, and then the Heat and Nuggets in Game 2 Sunday night at 8-30. So that works out That works out pretty well for us. So lots of great play-by-play action right here on 106.1 ESPN and then all the local sports talk as well. Uh, AJ, great job today and throughout the course of the week. It's been a fun one for us, and our guest today certainly made it even more fun. Jerry Brewer from the Washington Post in the 4 o'clock hour, and Mike Barber from the Richmond Times-Dispatch in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Jerry Brewer obviously talking NBA Finals, and then Mike talking some Virginia baseball with us. 15-1 to winners today over Army. They'll play either East Carolina or Oklahoma tomorrow, 6 o'clock in the second game of the Charlottesville region. That's it for us. AJ, have yourself a great weekend. And to all of you, enjoy yourself out there. Uh, Be safe. And we'll talk to you when we get back next Wednesday with the next Sports Huddle at 4 o'clock. Have a great sporting weekend. Talk to you Wednesday with the next edition of the Sports Huddle right here on 1061 ESPN. adults with moderate